Well, hey, it's Julie back with another episode of You're in Charge. So I've been on delay with this current episode, the one I'm recording right now, only because I've been so straight out busy with like unbelievable amounts of details in my life going on. And um, God, last week I probably would have put out a four new episodes. Um, mind you, I'm trying to keep these short because I have re-listened to a couple of them and, well, sorry about that, uh, went on for a little bit. So try, trying to reel it in. But anyway, it's interesting, this whole process, watching myself as I create it, uh, the thoughts that come to my mind of things that I want to talk about, things that will be useful, um, and the metaphors in life that come up to supply me with information for this podcast. So what came up this week? Um, I am in the process of needing and orchestrating all of the moving parts for a new roof and gutters and chimney. And I live in a house that has served me nicely for the last six years. Not perfect, small house, um, a third of the size of what I had moved from previously and had, I think, at least three previous owners. I haven't actually done all of the, the work to figure that out. Not really that important to me. But as I was backfilling the holes that my dogs have dug around my foundation because all right so I had these contractors out looking at the property looking to see what needed to be done you know all the investigatory stuff that they needed to do so there were conversations earlier in that day and one of them asked what's up with the hole next to the foundation they said ah That's where my dogs have dug. They they moved a great amount of material. And I believe I have missed the mark in training them to be paid excavators. I really think there was a market there for a while. Had I uh, gotten on the stick and trained them how to, to effectively channel that digging and create trenches, cellar holes, whatever. I don't know. But instead, they're just undermining my dwarf Japanese maple and uh, that is out in front of my foundation and causing issues. So as I was on my hands and knees moving at least a yard of material all on my own in with nothing but a hand trowel and on my hands and knees, a lot of good thoughts start digging. And I was thinking about what happens with uh, the conversations around this house and what the contractors had to say. And I have no less than five different roof lines, five roof lines for a 1200 square foot house doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But when you start to think that of the previous owners and what the original 
building was and then how it got added on to and what the needs were. Now you can see how different roof lines were added. But this one particular roof line was causing some issue. And the issue is that it really doesn't kind of connect to anywhere. It just kind of sits there. So like it doesn't allow the rain to slough off. It doesn't, it would just collect snow and sticks. And it really leads you to question what the thought was. So I started to study my roof line. And I realized that I, being a novice, think that one of these roof lines could literally be eliminated. I won't get into the ins and outs of it. But it remains to be seen. It could be structurally needed to support something that somebody created on the interior that might have created the exterior situation. But I'm not sure yet. And we will not know until the roofers are actually up there and doing the work and can dismantle things and so on and so forth. But it got me thinking about how our roof, our house is a metaphor for our own lives and the way our house appears inside and out is a metaphor for how we appear and inside and out. So if you've got stuff jammed into your closets, but everything else looks white, clean and neat, that might actually be going on inside of you. You might have skeletons in your closet proverbial of course hopefully not the real thing and maybe you're a Halloween fanatic I don't know but these roof lines are sy symptomatic of the shoulders we stand on that got us to where we are and I'm also going to kind of mix metaphors here because I'm kind of just trying to piece this together in my own mind. And, and if I keep trying to make it perfect, I probably won't record this or I'll delete it or do something. So anyway, so bear with me just for a moment here, but sometimes our, something will be out in our physical body. Our neck might be out. We might've slept wrong. There might be, you know, something, a, a wear and tear that causes it to be out. And we know that it causes us a little bit of discomfort and that's fine. Um, but it could also set our spine off and then our hips and knees and ankles. And what might actually end up happening is you might develop more of a knee pain, like your left knee when your right side of your neck is what's really out, but your whole body has to adjust for what's out up top and you might be overcompensating in one area to alleviate the pain in another area. Is this making sense? I'm hoping this is making sense because I'm the only one here right now and I can't hear what you're saying. So hope this is making sense for you. Anyway, if you have all of that out, if you know to readjust your neck, then everything else can fall back in line. But what if you don't know that your neck was the problem? And now I revert back to the housing situation. 
what if you didn't know that this was a problem? I didn't really know that these roof lines were a problem. And well, what was really becoming the awareness was when it started to rain inside of my sunroom. Not really an optimal situation. So I went up and cleared the sticks and the debris off of that roof line, thinking maybe things just got caught up there. Maybe the gutters were a little bit clogged and that particular roof line was the issue. And that proved not to be the issue. So something could be off in the front roof line that's causing the back roof line. And well, here I am and I'm readjusting everything. And I'm trying to make it better for myself. So those people before me, they might not have had the forethought. They might not have had the income. They might not have had a solid designer. They might not have had a solid construction worker. I don't know what their circumstances were. But either way, I'm dealing with the situation now. And that's not all entirely from the design or the lack of construction or the anything. It could just be time and weather and, you know, things deteriorate. Anything man-made is going to fail. Anything. It's just a matter of when. So I've got a man-made structure. I'm man-made. And it's going to fail. I'm going to fail. You're going to fail. We're all going to fail. It's written. It's just going to, it's fact. It's going to happen that way. So how you adjust after that failure, what you adjust, how you move ahead makes all the difference. So I'm trying to plan my new life, new house, within the old life, the old house. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do as well, because we cannot get the new life. We can't get the new way without creating inside of the current structure, whatever we've got now. But we are building off of the people that came before us. And we don't necessarily know what came before us. So... I think I'm going to leave that one kind of right there. And I want you to assess what you've got, where you're at, and see if things need to be pulled out of your proverbial closets. If you got a lot of clutter, if you don't have any clutter, you know, what's going on? What's happening metaphorically? Look around your house. And if you're my younger viewers, listeners, and you only have a bedroom, look around your bedroom. Your bedroom is your space. You're in charge of that space. So is it neat? Why is it neat? Are you ordered to make it neat? Or do you yourself want it neat? Is it incredibly messy? If it's messy, why is it messy? Do you just have other things that you're focusing on? Do you want it to be that way? And again, I'm going to 
circle back and I'm always going to try to tote this line, which is don't judge yourself. Just be curious. Judgment nails your foot to the floor. Doesn't give you a place to go. You're stuck there. Curiosity gives you a place to pivot from. Pivoting. Hmm, that's a good one. Pivoting is something that I learned back when I played basketball, you know, way back. Elementary school, middle school. It's a very key element. And one that I don't think gets utilized very much anymore. But you don't have to take things at face value. You could just stick your foot and pivot. And you can do it in a very swift motion and be going in a completely different direction in seconds, in less than seconds, in a second. So harness your pivoting skills. Start noticing how you can pivot mentally, physically. What are you pivoting toward? What are you pivoting away from? I don't know. Whose shoulders are you standing on? What was built before you? What are you living in now? All right. I'm going to leave you with that. And until next time, you're in charge. <laughs>